0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts.
3: Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. and welcome to overnight america Uh, too bad about that billikens loss there but it's good to be with you tonight on overnight america i'm ryan wrecker your host you can find me on facebook with ryan wrecker radio just do a search if you hate facebook as much as i do or any of those social media networks but for some reason you still find yourself on it and you want someone to complain with that's a good follow but This hour, our friend Dave Glover is joining us in the next segment. He is someone that you listen to on our sister station, potentially. I don't know if you do or not, but you probably heard of him. He's been doing the show for 20 years, which is great. And there was a story out of Oklahoma about Bigfoot hunting season. I know he's a Bigfoot kind of guy, so I wanted to get his take on that. He's going to talk Bigfoot with me in the next segment. Isn't that great? A couple of stories I wanted to get to real quick and just a few COVID stories that I thought would be fun because I read this in Newsweek and I thought, you got to be kidding me. There's all kinds of different ways to get tested for COVID. So there's some simple tests where they just do a, okay, we're going to check your temperature and oh, oh boy, that temperature is a little bit high. We should probably get you to the next step. You know, they they do that in some places before you walk in, they do a quick little scan. They have the thing that looks like if you're going to go scan something out of your cart at Home Depot. And then they do that. And schools do that. They all do that sort of thing. There is the mouth swab, right? There's been some of those. There's the one that goes up the nose where it looks like a giant Q-tip that touches the back of your brain. I mean, they really get that in there. They're checking and seeing if there's anything in that cavity you don't know about, your nose cavity. doing that. And speaking of cavities, in Beijing, they have a new way of testing for the coronavirus. And they say perhaps it is the most foolproof way to find out if you have the virus. COVID anal swabs. And I'm not kidding. I, I read this and I thought, this can't be right. And I'm using that as a technical term. This is a medical term. And you're thinking, I never thought I would hear him use those words on this radio show. Neither did I. But over in China, that's how they're doing it. Rectal swabs. What? Number one. Okay, there's a few things that come to mind. But nurses, they do not get paid enough to have to deal with, with this way of doing it. And how can that be any better? how bad is it (laughs) you're a lab technician and you're already dealing with items that have been up people's noses you're like oh that's kind of gross right then all of a sudden you're getting these vials with well you know what kind of residue would be on these things so that's what they're doing beijing and residents are undergoing coronavirus testing as they believe there could be another outbreak going on in china they already had massive outbreaks and again the origin, uh, origin site of this coronavirus in Wuhan, China. They manipulated their numbers. They tried to hide it. They did all these things, real manipulative, terrible way to make it even worse around the world is the way that they kicked this sort of thing off. Now they're going through another one of these waves and the rest of the world is very concerned because they're saying, all right, is this number two? Are we seeing the, the revenge of the coronavirus now that we're starting to get a handle on it? So they're saying we're not messing around in China here. We found a new way to test. And we're doing the swab in the back end. So according to the guidelines in the China's National Health Commission, and this is according to Newsweek, the swabs are to be administered 1.2 to 2 inches inside. (laughs) I'm not mature enough to do this one, but this sounds terrible. The swab is to be rotated and removed before securely placed in a sample container. This sounds terrible. Terrible, terrible. Like I'm looking at some photos in China and this was taken within the last couple of days and they have these booths, which almost looks like you're standing in line to get into Six Flags. You walk up to the booth, you stick your face into a hole and then apparently the worker inside of this booth puts their hand out and puts the Q-tip in your nose and there is a long lineup of these things and this has got to be the worst line to be in. Normally, when you're in line at the grocery store and you're looking at around and you're saying, oh, man, that line's moving faster. I'm going to skip lines and go to that one. <laughs> Not in this case. You're, th- you're saying, no, no, no. Take your time. Take your time. I don't want to have to do this. Whole bunch of people lined up. Young, old, male, female. Uh, in their latest tests, they're saying that they, uh, their efforts to eventually test all 21 and a half million of its residents in Beijing. Oh, that sounds so terrible. How do you convince someone that is older that this is the way to go? Can you opt out? Can you say, no, I, I think I'm going to pass on that. I'm, I'm fine with the nose. I'm not showing symptoms. Don't have a high temperature. Haven't had an issue. I'm distancing. Just do the nose. <laughs> do the nose. You're in America. I wouldn't put it past Sam Page to say, we're just skipping and going straight to this method because that's what we do here. We make things as miserable as possible in the county. (laughs) They can't get tests anyway. Oh, that sounds miserable of all the things. And you thought 2020 was bad. The news keeps coming in. (laughs) New ways to test for the coronavirus. Ah, right in the back end. That is terrible. Now, at least one good story from the coronavirus folder is from Target who's saying thank you to their part-time members, or I should say hourly members. So if you're an hourly employee at Target, they're going to give you a $500 bonus in all of their stores, distribution centers, headquarters, field-based offices, things like that. Apparently there is a pretty big investment. The bonuses will range for other people too, inside of distribution centers, uh, executive teams, they might get a little bit more. Isn't that great? The bosses get more and the ones working the floor get less. I'm sure they're thrilled about that, but nonetheless, they're spending about $200 million, apparently, in bonuses for their employees, but good for them, honestly. Uh, at least there's something good coming from that. I wonder if more companies will do the same thing, and even though Target is not a sponsor, I want to give them a plug. They do that curbside pickup stuff. They'll bring the stuff to your car. Oh, ah, beautiful. We use it all the time. You know, when you got a baby and such, you don't want to. Go running in. They'll just check it out to you. It's awesome. You order online, send it out. Those guys hustle, man. They they are workers. So good for them. Good for Target. Awesome to hear that. Very good. Okay, one bad, one good coronavirus story we balances out. Our friend Dave Glover from 971, our sister station, right down the hall, the Dave Glover show. He's a Bigfoot guy. We're going to talk to him about Bigfoot next on Overnight America KMOX.
2: Get home fast and informed. Total information PM starts weekdays at 4 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX and KMOX.com.
3: From our sister station, 97.1 and host of the Dave Glover Show. Dave, how are you? Great, buddy. How are you to nice. Talk to you, Ryan. Yeah, I saw the headline that an Oklahoma lawmaker is proposing a Bigfoot hunting season and immediately thought of you and some of the experiences you've had going out looking for Bigfoot. And I think you just went last year. Is, is that right?
4: Yeah, what's interesting about so I have been obsessed with Bigfoot since I was a little kid, like most people my age, seeing the Patterson-Gimlin film on Leonard Nimoy's uh, In Search Of, and uh, there's this podcast called Sasquatch Chronicles, which has 600 episodes, and in each episode there are two or three people who have seen Bigfoot and they, they tell their stories. So I have become convinced uh i'm not a big believer in anything i'm either convinced or i'm not convinced and i am convinced that there is some sort of creature that people are seeing that we're calling bigfoot what it is i have no idea uh but i really truly believe most of these people uh some of some of the uh, encounters are just almost face to face it's not a bear it's not an escaped chimpanzee so I, I am convinced. So this summer, I went on a motorcycle riding tour uh, of the Rocky Mountains with my good friend, Scott, who is a complete skeptic who makes fun of me. And everywhere we went, he would be like, look, it's Bigfoot. Look, it's Bigfoot to the point that it got pretty irritating. So on our third day there. We were at Aspen, this is during the summer, and uh, he took me up on the gondola, and we are uh, looking down at the, what would be the ski slope where people are riding motorcycle, or, or riding bicycles and they're hiking and stuff, and you know, a few hundred people. And he takes a picture of me, and about 10 seconds after taking that picture, looking down the other side of the mountain where there's just nothing, uh, about, I'm, gonna, I'm bad at this, but I'm going to guess about 150 yards away he says scott the skeptic what is that and we looked down the the mountain and i'll just describe what i saw i saw one of the tallest people i've ever seen very thin not like a big giant bulky thing at all but a big tall person who was completely uh black they if it was a human they were wearing long sleeves long pants black boots, a black hat, a black mask, and black gloves. And this is, you know, it's in the mountains, so it's probably in the early 70s, mid seventy degrees, uh, even up on the mountain. So it would have been weird for someone to be wearing that. They were acting very strange. They were sort of walking in tight little circles and standing and swaying back and forth and kind of moving their arms back and forth the way, like, a little kid would do if they were nervous or something. And Scott looks at me and he says, seriously, what? The hell is that? And I said, I have no idea. Now, I have my iPhone on me. We just took pictures. And like I hear so many times on my Bigfoot podcast, I never thought once about filming it. I never thought once about taking a picture. I was just so amazed and trying to fit it into some sort of a box. And so this, wow. this, this happens for about 30 seconds to a minute. And then this thing uh, sort of looks up our way. I don't know if it, it saw us or not. And then just briskly walks back into the woods. So he he was convinced it wasn't a person. And and we spent the next two days just drinking wine and and laughing like I can't. I cannot believe that happened. Um, So I don't know what it was. It could have been a person in a black Adidas jogging suit with a, you know, whatever you call those things that cover your whole face. But it they were close enough that had I been able to see their skin, I could have seen their skin and I couldn't see any skin.
3: That is something else.
4: Totally bizarre.
3: Yeah, Total so bizarre. you when you go on one of these, you don't necessarily expect to see anything, and when you do, you're just shocked, and you're just stuck in place, kind of like a deer in headlights. You don't understand. It's hard for your brain to process it when it really does happen.
4: Yeah, I've and, and this was not a Bigfoot hunt. Uh, I've never been on a Bigfoot hunt. This was just going riding motorcycles in the Rocky Mountains and, and just getting some time away and, and relaxing, and it was just so ironic that Scott, who's a friend and a fan of the show, knows my Bigfoot obsession and just needled me about it, as guys do, the whole time. And then he saw it. <laughs> he saw it before yeah. I did. In fact, he saw it about 30 seconds before I did because we did that whole, like, no, the pine tree, the pine tree, now go over 30 yards. <laughs> so he saw it for a lot longer than I did. Yeah, and I'm someone who's
3: always been a skeptic, and I do talk to a paranormal guest once in a while. And there's a person I speak to named Dave Scott. He does a paranormal aliens, you know, Bigfoot, things like that. Whenever there's things like that in the news, I always call him up and ask him for his perspective on it. And it's funny you mentioned the Bigfoot video because we were just talking about it not that long ago. He said outside of the Kennedy assassination video, that's got to be the second most viewed video in all of eternity. that, That has been seen by everyone. He also mentioned something else. He said when you study that film, he said he believes it's a female Bigfoot because there's a chest on it, and he said, why would anyone purchase a suit that has a chest on it? Like, that doesn't make sense. So it looks like a female—so, I mean, the, the one, people that study this sort of thing, they take it very seriously. And he started to convince me, based on the things he was saying, I am someone that—I um, don't believe in aliens— But I do believe there is a possibility of a Bigfoot just based on the vastness of this world and the things we still have yet to understand and explore on our own planet. And I I feel like the door is open for me on that one. Um, So what does that mean for you? You have an experience like this. You try to digest it. Does that give you the motivation to go try and do it again? Are you going to devote your life to try to find it now?
4: Um, if I can think of worse ways to spend my retirement than being out in the woods looking for Bigfoot, even if I never found anything, (laughs) it seems like a relaxing thing to do, but no, I'm, I would love to do a Bigfoot hunt. Although I've heard many, many encounters of people who did Bigfoot hunts and encountered Bigfoot and crapped their pants and wish they'd never done it. Um, so I take it seriously to the point that I really don't want to meet one of these things. Um, and and I I have I don't really believe that it's like interdimensional or that it, it, it's uh, an alien. I think it's this is a very very big planet. And whether it's Gigantopithecus mated with Neanderthals or it's some strange hominid hybrid, I don't know. And if it doesn't exist, it's no sweat off my back. It's, it's you know, I don't really care that much. It's just that after researching and doing a lot of research into the Patterson-Gimlin film, I'm completely, completely convinced whatever that 1967 film is, it's not Bob Hieronymus in a monkey suit. This is a living creature. You can see the muscles moving. You can see the tendons. Um, So, yeah, there's something out there, but it, it could be some sort of a bear hybrid. It could be something way less sexy than a Bigfoot. So why do you think
3: there's all these television shows where they try to find Bigfoot and there's people that have gone on hunts and they all have cameras and they never can produce anything, but you take a trip and all of a sudden on the side of the road, you encounter one.
4: Yeah, I think that if there are these creatures... That they have been around for thousands of years. They are uniquely adapted to their environment. They're very, very good at doing what they do. And I think that when we do see them, there's been about 5,000 documented sightings, whether you believe them or not. But it only takes one to be real. Uh, but I think that when we do see them, one of two things happen. Either we surprise them, which I think happens quite a lot just from the, the stories and the way that they react. Or they let us see them. Um, and I don't I don't pretend to know what they are, who they are, how they are. Are they nice? or they mean? Are they this or they that? Are they protector of the forest? I don't know. But I just know that I've heard uh, current and former police officers and veterans and 70 uh, year old, no B.S., Uh, Korean War veterans give their stories. I've heard grown men bawling because of how bad it upset them. So it's mostly the eyewitness testimony that makes me think that there's something to it. And then what I saw, I would not bet much money at all that what I saw was a Bigfoot. That doesn't convince me. It's mostly what other people have seen and then what I saw was just uh, unexplainable. Is there, could there be an explanation? Absolutely. But it would be very strange had that, it would be just as strange to me if that were a seven foot tall person dressed all in black.
3: (laughs) So here we are today. You have this experience. You were able to see it and you had a witness with you that you experienced it with. So, you know, that you weren't crazy or hallucinating or anything like that. And uh, moving forward, it's something that will shape your view of this. Would you like just going back to this Oklahoma story, um, would you prefer that they stay a mystery and people always look at them? Or would you rather someone shoot one, kill one, and then that's the only documented case ever?
4: Yeah, that's a really, really controversial topic in the Bigfoot uh, community, which I guess I'm a big enough nerd that I'm a part of now. Um, I And we had this discussion on, on my show just this week. I personally uh, would be okay with one being shot just to verify the species. And if it happened to end up being some sort of human, horrible um, terrible. But if it's a big eight-foot-tall, hairy something with human DNA, uh, I would like for the mystery to be solved, and and whether that happens. I think personally, what's going to happen is one of these days, there's so many people now out there with iPhones and people out there hunting. And I've heard so many stories where hunters had them in the crosshairs or people hit them with semi trucks. If they exist, I think in my lifetime, someone's going to hit one with a semi truck and they're going to put it in the back and we're going to know what it is. Yeah.
3: Harry and the Henderson style. Maybe they'll try to hide it. And someone right now out in the woods is hiding bigfoot to try to save them we never there could be a bigfoot sanctuary someone for, uh, somewhere as far as we know
4: Oh, dude, you're kidding, but look, there are a lot of people out there who that's what they want. They believe so much that there are these animals and that people are out there trying to kill them, that their mission in life is to have a safe habitat so that they can't be hunted. Um, this guy fell for this guy in Oklahoma. Like I always feel in one like everyone hates me because I'm too liberal for conservatives and too conservative for liberals, and this guy who said, hey, let's have a hunting season for Bigfoot, people who believed said, how dare Dare you want to kill a Bigfoot? And people who didn't believe said, How dare you make us a laughing stock? So this guy's just taking it from all angles.
3: (laughs) Dave Glover from our sister station 971 in the Dave Glover Show. You can check them out. The whole crew. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group Guest line on Overnight America, KMOX.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals.
3: I'm always interested, <clears throat> excuse me, by different types of names for Bigfoot, and I'm looking at this online. Sasquatch is a popular one. Some places are regional. When I was in Indiana, Bigfoot was it, but the secondary name was not Sasquatch; it was a skunk ape. And I think that's what Coast to Coast AM calls it at some time. It's weird because I don't know if there's different species. I really have no idea into that world. But I do enjoy a good Bigfoot talk. And I'm glad Dave Glover joined us. One person texted him. I grew up with a local folklore in southeast Minnesota of a similar thing called the wood beast. It had been seen by generations, but it's urban legend and it has more of a demonic background. Another person texted in. If you shoot it, you have to eat it. Well, could you imagine the first person to find a bigfoot uh, was able to bag it and said, "You know instead of turning this over to be examined, we're just gonna we're just gonna cook this thing up right now. <laughs> could you imagine wouldn't that be something that no one would believe you, would they? No one would believe you? They say, yeah, right, like you ate it uh, i I saw this other story, and if you want to talk bigfoot, you can if if i'm you know there may be someone listening right now that has honestly seen Bigfoot somewhere. Could be in Missouri. There's a lot of opportunities, uh, great areas in Missouri wilderness to explore that you would be able to see that 314-436-7900. If you've seen Bigfoot, but I'm not anticipating you have, I have not seen Bigfoot and I am under the impression that Bigfoot can exist. I don't know if he does. I don't want to say he doesn't, but I don't know if he does. Same thing with aliens for me in a way. Uh, I'm 99% sure aliens don't exist, but I'll leave that small window of opportunity one day if something changes or I'm able to see something convincing enough to change my mind. Sure, some people have had those experiences too. I'm just not in that camp. But with the world as big as it is, just look at the oceans. We've barely scratched the surface of the oceans, literally. And there's so much water on this planet, there's so much that goes on underneath it that we have no idea. I mean, we, a small percentage of the oceans have been explored and every time they go somewhere and go deep, they find something new. So that's why I leave it open for a big foot. wanted to bring up the story at KMOX.com. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is one more or less one of those harder topics to cover because it is a touchy topic. And the headline is Missouri bill would allow deadly force against demonstrators. And this is out of Columbia and it's on our website right now. Missouri Senator pitched a bill that would allow the use of deadly force against protesters on private property and give immunity to people who run over demonstrators blocking traffic. I think there's a couple of instances where this is this is necessary. So let me give you a few ideas. So after the incident in Minneapolis that sparked all kinds of different protests across the United States, there was one here in St. Louis, multiple nights of it. And there was one night during the broadcasts on TV and the news, you'd hear them say, you know, oh, it was a peaceful protest piece. And then come to find out, the protesters blocked the highway, which is so dangerous. I believe it was 64. And cars were trying to get off on the off ramp. One of those was a FedEx truck or something, a delivery truck along those lines. Well, when the protesters that were there armed saw this, they decided we're going to hop in the back and try to steal some of these packages. While people were hopping on the vehicle, while it couldn't get off on the off-ramp and stealing things, someone goes to the other side, pulls a gun on the driver. The driver says, I'm out of here. Floors it. Getting out. For his own life, he needed to do something like that. What ends up happening is a protester gets caught under the wheel because they were on the back of this truck trying to steal from him. Loses his balance and boom, dragged as long as the truck could go. Driver went to the police and said, here's what happened. I had no idea. But the guy pulled a gun on me. What am I supposed to do? Police officers are put in those situations too. In fact, there was just another incident where this happened to a police officer mobbed by a group of people who were getting violent. He feared for his life. This is a common thing when it comes to these protests because they don't protest peacefully. In some cases, you see them become more uh, in line with the, the herd mentality, which is they're not going to do anything. So if we're angry, we're going to burn this police car. We're going to flip this. We're going to break this window. We're going to burn that. We're going to hit these people. We're going to pepper spray these people. And that they do these things because they're under the impression that it would be more dangerous for them to fight back. So they feel like it's an easy target, kind of like a bully. And when you're in your car and people swarm you, if and you may be alone, you may be with your family, you may be with other people, whatever it is. If you see a weapon and you're thinking to yourself, here's the, here's what happens. Either I get shot sitting in this car or I floor it and I risk the life of everyone else that's standing in front of my car right now. It's a tough decision and it's one that's a life or death situation. You don't know what they're going to do with the the weapon they're holding. It doesn't have to be a gun. It could be a baseball bat. It could be a Molotov cocktail. It could be a crowbar. It could be anything. Uh, it's, a, it's a terrible situation to be put in, um, number one. It's not always the people in front of the car that are the ones that are trying to hurt the people inside. Normally, it's they're the ones just happen to be in the path of uh, the path of the destruction. But nonetheless, if you're surrounding a car and then someone threatens the life, you're going to get caught up in something you shouldn't be caught up in to begin with. You shouldn't be on the road. You shouldn't be blocking traffic and you shouldn't be approaching that vehicle while other people are doing it and trying to as a way of protest or whatever it is. These things happen, and the sad thing is, and I, I really got to say, the real sad thing is there needs to be protections if your life is in danger because the w- worst-case scenario is you get killed because of what these protesters are trying to do. Another worst-case scenario is that you trying to save your life or your family's life or your friend's life or whoever it is inside, you trying to do what you think is the only thing possible to get out of their life. someone else gets hurt, and then... You're all of a sudden going to jail for a decision you had to make for a life and death situation. And that's not easy. So there's that story online right now at KMOX.com. You can see that. And you know, some people are not liking this. They say that this is going too far. It's too extreme. Uh, you shouldn't have blanket options where people would be able to say, hey, this is the only option for me. So what do you think on this one? 314 436 7900 We could talk about that a little bit. And I just kind of went on a side rant, but while I was doing that, Bob called in about, I think, some Bigfoot stuff. Bob, what's going on? How are you? Good. Brian, uh in the
1: South Pacific, there's a little island. It just looks like a dot on the map. It's called Easter Island. And they got these big statues that's about 15, 16 feet tall. And they weigh tons and tons and tons. Mm-hmm. Nobody know how they got there. Nobody know who built them. Nobody knows anything about them. Mm-hmm. And and I'm saying there's the alien theory. Somebody had to put them there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're on this particular island, Easter Island. There's no trees. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to make any kind of rollers to roll these things on it. And the stones that these things are made out of, there's no stone did it look like it's that not, on that island?
3: It, yeah, it's not native to that island, which is interesting. Right, I have seen right. people online try to replicate this, where they do this rocking method, and yeah. they kind of like have people on each side, and the, the the statues, the giant heads, are roped down. And what they're doing is uh-huh. they're hee ho, hee ho, and they're trying to get this yeah. thing to China, like rock down. And they've been successful replicating that. It doesn't explain not having that rock on that island and how difficult yeah. it would be nearly impossible, really, at the, the age of these things to try to transport something to the island of that magnitude.
1: And it doesn't explain, on the island, there's no trees to make rollers at.
3: Yeah, and how do they get them that low? Like, you see the rocks, and it's amazing how deep into the ground these things are. Yeah, you know? I, I, That's amazing I don't know. Too.
1: Nobody knows.
3: Nobody. It's one of those mysteries. Do you think mysteries. we'll ever solve that one? No. No? There's how so interested are you in out that? There. Like it, let's say uh, let's say hypothetically you found a lamp and you rubbed it and a genie popped out and said I'm gonna grant you three wishes but I'm a different type of genie I can only answer questions so you have to ask me questions and I'll give you the answer to it ask me anything you want would that be one of your three questions?
1: Well, one of them would be who built the pyramids and when who built the Sphinx and when and uh, I don't know what the third third one yeah. would be.
3: I guess you could ask: Is there? Intelligent alien life that can travel to our world. I guess that would be an interesting one to ask. Yeah, I wonder if the I don't think
1: I don't think men built the pyramids either. It just can't be done.
3: Yeah, do you watch those shows on History Channel, the Ancient Aliens and things?
1: You betcha. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. sure. You won't miss it. How many seasons do they have of those things? They got to be running out of things to talk about.
1: I don't know. They always find something else, and I don't even mind watching the repeats of them. I'll watch them again.
3: Yeah, they're not bad. They have that nice calm. Whoever does the voiceover for that. Well, Bob, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, Whoever does the voiceover for Ancient Aliens, they got a nice cushy job. Because essentially, I don't even know if he needs a script. He just kind of says some generic things that seem to work for every episode. It's a mystery, and we don't know how it got here or where it came from. The background may never be known. You know, he says things like that in his best announcer voice. Ooh, I can do that. I need to get on that gravy train, which is History Channel Voice Announcer. (laughs) 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX.
2: This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com
3: on KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, I'm looking at all kinds of different Bigfoot things online. I wonder how that's going to change the ads that I see online too. Once you search for something like this, is it just going to be like Bigfoot spray, Bigfoot books and movies, documentaries? Hmm. Have they done an ancient aliens on Bigfoot? Maybe that's a good question. So welcome back to Overnight America. We were talking about a few different things in one of the stories at KMOX.com. Missouri bill would allow deadly force against demonstrators. And there's some other reasons why they would put that in. Some of the reasons would be that, uh, for example, anyone charged with assaulting a law enforcement official or first responder would no longer be eligible for bond. I'm okay with that. Uh, Probation or parole under the legislation, which I'm fine with. Uh, If you, if you, as part of a protest, assault a police officer or someone that's a first responder, then I have no sympathy for you sitting in jail, waiting for your time. Um, That's, that's a no brainer. Here's another thing too. They say that if you are someone that is caught Inside of one of these uh, protests and you're doing something illegal during the protest, Uh, like you're, let's say you're a a official or someone that's on the government payroll, you could lose your job over something like that. There's another uh, thing that's in there. Now, I don't know if this bill will get anywhere. It might be more or less just something to discuss in the way that we handle it. But it does change the way that these protests are done. And it's a little bit more aggressive way of handling illegal protests. You can find that at KMOX.com. Let's take a couple of your calls, In Mike's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America.
1: Hey, good evening.
2: Well, uh, regarding the uh, law that they're trying to pass, sadly enough, I think that's going to depend on where 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 it happens at. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, I don't mean to come across the wrong way, but if it happens in the outlying areas of St. Louis, then that's going to be one issue. But if you do it downtown, it's going to be another I'm just saying, you know, there's a history of the downtown uh, St. Louis area of a lot of crimes not getting uh, uh charged equally, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then as no, far as the right. H, a, H and aliens go, the, the big word on H and aliens is it's they're 100% maybe.
3: <laughs> that's the 100% point. maybe. Wait, is yeah, that what they say on the that TV word. show?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's common. We're we're 100% maybe. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't have a show
3: show. unless it was 100% maybe. Without that, then the show would be a mute point. It'd be science fiction.
2: Yeah. yeah, So, anyway, I I enjoy the show. Thank you very much.
3: Appreciate your call. Yeah. 100% maybe. That sounds like a great podcast name. I wonder if that exists out there. 314 436 7900. Uh, Another person texted in Missouri Castle Doctrine extends to your vehicle if it's a life or death. You have no duty to retreat, which um, it's a terrible situation to be put in as a motorist or anyone else. But I guess in today's world, you think and you wonder, is that going to happen to me? And that's a sad thing, uh, kind of terrorized by protesters that go out and want to cause harm. Let's go to Ron. Welcome to Overnight America.
0: In regards to your Bigfoot sightings, I think some of them could be pranks. Have you ever heard of a ghillie outfit?
3: no what how do you spell that
0: uh well i think I'm not sure I think it's like g i l l y or i e and okay. it, it, it it is a camouflage outfit oh hun- yeah, I see it now that hunters and snipers use it's a shredded material, and a person could easily pull a prank like that on a dark road, running across the road with somebody coming up with just headlights and just running across into the woods sure, so I'm looking I, at
3: this thing now they're you know 60 to 150 dollars online and they look like bigfoot they really do
0: yeah so you could pull a prank line i am not going to say one way or the other they exist or not and the other thing i like to say is instead of shooting them you could use a a tranquilizer if you were close enough the bigfoot well
3: what happens if you all let's say uh, it doesn't affect him let's say for whatever reason whatever's in that tranquilizer not enough to knock out the bigfoot now you're in trouble
0: well is he going to attack you like a bear i don't know
3: (laughs) i don't know you're in trouble like you you might not get a second chance but nonetheless you don't want to hurt a person
0: well just have a backup just have a backup Uh, have have one or two people with you more than two people and have several tranquilizers
3: yeah you know i gotta say i don't think i've ever heard a story where someone was pretending to be bigfoot and were accidentally shot because of that have you ever heard that no, 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 I, I haven't either. I don't know if that happens much. Well, so I don't know. If, there might be people out there filming for their YouTube channels, but they might not be out there. to. It wouldn't be smart for them to go out there during hunting season to think they're going to scare a bunch of hunters. That's not going to work. Yeah. I, uh, thank you very much for call. I appreciate it. Three, one, four, four, three, six, seventy, nine hundred. I'm looking at these outfits, these ghillie suits. G h i l l i e. These are actually pretty cool. I might just want to own one of these to have it not to go out and pretend to be Bigfoot. I just want to have one of these. Let's go to Jeff. Welcome to Overnight America.
2: Hey, good evening. Uh, one quick thing about the Bigfoot. I read a yeah. interesting thing that, it, with the Star Wars, that Chewba- Chew- Chewbacca is species is Bigfoot. Really? Who said that? Is that part of the something I that's the something, something I read online a long time, mm. a while back. But anyway, my main comment is about the bills, about the uh, pro- protests and all that stuff. Yeah. They got to make sure that the driver's life was threatened, and then it was like maybe an accident, not getting in there deliberately. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Just making sure. You know, like in Charlottesville, where the driver purposely went into the... Per- the- oh, yeah. Through-
3: well, that's an interesting point. So what if it was uh, someone that was targeting a protest that was in the and street versus...
2: And that yeah. happened to be in there.
3: I get that. You know, that's actually a very valid point. I wonder if there's a way to differentiate the two, because that would be obviously not okay to do. Because there,
2: be be stri- there could be drivers just driving home and just happen to get caught into it, and they mob the car, stuff like that's that. That's different, yeah. Versus, if you're just, versus uh, the other, versus the other person who
3: tries to. People get their cars mobbed. They just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's a very scary thing. I wouldn't want that happening to my wife uh, because you can't trust that. You can't trust the situation that they're going to be nonviolent if they're approaching and surrounding a vehicle. That's very scary. Well, uh, I'll have to look that up online about Bigfoot and such. Thanks, Jeff. Good to hear from you. So I'm looking online right now. Chewbacca mistaken for Bigfoot. Uh, Is Chewbacca in Bigfoot related? There's a lot of websites that talk about this. Chewy as Sasquatch. Oh, man. Ah, look at this. I'm not a Star Wars guy, honestly. I don't watch Star Wars. I don't get into it. I did watch The Baby Yoda on Disney Plus. It was really good, but that's to my extent any of it. 314 436 7900 or 800 925 1120. I don't mind talking about this more after the break. We're just running out of time because we do uh, have to get to news and in the next hour. We're going to cover a few different things, including an awesome headline, Mayor Footloose. I think that's hilarious. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is going to join us later next hour, too. He's a senior fellow and president of the London Center for Policy Research. and We're going to talk about intelligence and whistleblowing in the government. Great conversation with him. So if you're holding on, we'll take you right after the break at 314 436 7900 on Overnight America KMOX.